This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022. Hey, we're only seven days away from the midterm elections. We got a uh, cloudy day this morning, but the temperature's mild. Sun's supposed to come out a little later today. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can drop your email in there. We'll shoot you out an email once the episodes are available. These are your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Biden accuses oil industry of war profiteering, threatens additional taxes on companies. From CNBC, President Joe Biden threatened Monday to pursue higher taxes on oil company profits if industry giants do not work to cut gas prices. Biden has criticized oil companies that have made record high profits as consumers struggle to keep up with high gas prices. The price of a gallon of gas was $3.76 on Monday, down from a record of over $5 in June, but still higher than a year ago. Quote, Their profits are a windfall of war, Biden said, referring to Russia's war in Ukraine. Quote, it's time for these companies to stop their war profiteering, end quote. All right, so this is exactly what you get with the Democrats. These are regulators. This is what totalitarianism looks like. They destroy the free market. They make statements like this that are abusive to businesses This is not what our founding fathers expected from the federal government. They're not there to be the arbitrators. They're not there to be the, to watch over the businesses and demand that they lower their prices because of a war that was actually instigated by the Biden administration because of their weakness. And yet they're blaming the oil companies for their incompetency. Joe Biden's weakness created the opportunity for Putin to take advantage of Ukraine, and now he points his fingers at others and blames the oil industry. This is exactly why we got to send these guys packing. They're not good for the country, and this guy has just always been on the wrong side of history. What else can I say? All right, headline number four. CBS hosts upset Republicans run campaign ads before midterms after Paul Pelosi's attack. Fox News, in the wake of Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband being assaulted in their home, Representative Tom Emmer, Republican from Minnesota, called out the hypocrisy of a CBS News host trying to blame Republican rhetoric for encouraging violence. From the Washington Examiner, establishment media are panicking as they are on the verge of losing their beloved Democratic congressional majorities. Now they are demanding that Republicans stop criticizing Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The arbiters of truth in our media have decided that the attack on Paul Pelosi in his home was somehow directly the result of Republican rhetoric rather than an attack by a man who has been mentally ill for a long time and went off his rocker because of a drug use. 
Bonchi, CBS News anchor, loses her mind because the GOP is running political ads nine days before a midterm. Let's listen to her explanation in her own words. I never saw anyone after Steve Scalise was shot by a I'm Bernie Sanders right supporter now, trying to equate, equate Democrat now. rhetoric with those actions. Please don't do that. that no, okay, looking at your candidates, Republican candidates have spent more than $116 million on ads that mention Speaker Pelosi by name in this cycle. If this is about the issues, why should you make it about the issues? Why not depersonalize it? It is absolutely about the issues. It's about the fact that we have double-digit inflation, don't exploding, think... exploding cost of living. We've got a crime wave across this country that is In the direct moment, result. we are eight the days out. Don't you think this needs to change? Why not Again. pull some of these ads? Why not just delete your well, tweet? I'm sure, I'm sure people like to talk about anything but what the Democrats have done to this country, which, quite frankly, is exploding cost of living, a crime wave in our major cities that is the result of this defund the police nonsense and cashless bail. I mean, you look at New York City, where you put someone in jail at 9 p.m. for uh, assaulting someone on the street, and they're back out on the street at 9 a.m. committing crimes again. You look at my uh, uh, state of Minnesota, Minneapolis it has 6,000 assaults since the beginning of the year, Margaret. Mm -hmm. Those are the issues that are top of mind for every voter in this country. Yeah. That's why they're going to show up in on the on November 8th, and mm -hmm. that's why Republicans are going to win in the midterms. That's what our projections are showing. But I would suggest more pink slips, fewer weapons in our ads in this environment. Sir, thank you for joining us. Face so a lot of hypocrisy there, as you can see from uh, the media, when they do it themselves, when they attack people like Donald Trump incessantly for years, accusing him, well, it's okay for them to do it, but when the Democrats see the Republicans running ads that are just telling the truth, then they're all upset. And this uh, Margaret, whatever her last name is, she's just an example of a biased media that people have lost trust in. They don't listen to them anymore. They know what the truth is. They're just, their arrogance is so blatantly obvious that they're, uh, they're not a consequence. They're inconsequential. And as a result of that, uh, we're going to see them lose their influence over time. All right, headline number three, the DHS quietly attempting to censor speech on tech platforms. From The Intercept, the Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening its efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous and investigation by The Intercept has found. Years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks and an ongoing lawsuit as well as public documents illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. To influence tech platforms. Ed Morrissey, the breadth of the issues on which they plan to intervene, and many already will be intervening, is breathtaking. Racial justice covers an awful lot of ground, especially given progressives' impulse to claim that every issue has an element of racial justice to it. They know that the government has been using big tech platforms to illegally censor speech. Now it's all coming out into the open. This is what they didn't want you to see. So yeah, uh, Elon Musk really opened the door, the floodgates here, to the realization that there has been uh, censorship going on on uh, big tech platforms. If you go and follow Elon Musk right now on Twitter, 
he's revealing a lot of the inside information that he has found out at, once he became the director of Twitter. He has been posting some of the internal emails showing very clearly that uh, this has been going on. And this is exactly why we need to begin the process of opening up more and more free speech. First Amendment rights need to be exercised in the greatest nation on God's green earth. And the big tech platforms need to be responsible. And when the Republicans take the reins of power, I think we're going to see some big changes, the breakup of these monopolies, also the opportunity in which they'll be held responsible for their actions when it comes to free speech. All right, headline number two. Stacey Abrams reveals what she really thinks of police officers. From the National Review, Stacey Abrams, the Democratic nominee for governor in Georgia, declared during a debate with Kemp on Sunday night that 107 sheriffs had endorsed her opponent, incumbent Republican Brian Kemp, because they want to be able to take black people off the streets, end quote. The governor has characterized calls for defunding the police as simply an insane idea, end quote. Abrams has denied that she supports defunding law enforcement, but she serves as a leader in multiple organizations that do. GOP comms director Jesse Hunt, disgusting, defund the police, end quote. Stacey Abrams thinks very little of law enforcement in Georgia. Brian Kemp, Georgia, proudly touts the support of 107 Georgian sheriffs, and Abrams claims it's because of race. So no, I don't have 107 sheriffs who want to be able to take black people off the streets. All right, again, it's all coming out. You know, the ones that are calling everybody else racists are the actual racists themselves. It's so blatantly obvious. It's what the left does. They always accuse the other person for exactly what they think and how they feel. It's projection. So when uh, Stacey Abrams makes that claim, it's because uh, she's a racist. And right now in the Supreme Court, uh, they're looking at affirmative action in colleges as an example exactly of this very point. All right, headline number one. Elon Musk dissolves Twitter's board of directors. The board that oversaw Twitter Incorporated during its tumultuous sale to Elon Musk has been dissolved with the Tesla Incorporated chief now serving as the social media company's sole director. Twitter said in a securities filing Monday that the nine members of its former board are no longer directors as of the communication of the $44 billion merger. Mr. Musk always intended to take over as sole director under the terms of the merger agreement, according to the filing. All right, so uh, this has created a shockwave up and down in multiple directions, not only on the tech platforms, but also uh, opening it up to free speech. The government has been using this platform as a communications censorship, propaganda, narrative driving instrument. And the fact that they're losing control of this, this platform has really created a lot of nervousness. They realize now that the truth can be spoken And that's exactly what they don't want. They want to be able to drive the narrative using these platforms. That's what Twitter was all about. That's why they uh, deplatformed individuals or they they block speech. And now that uh, Musk has opened up the doors, now we're going to see really uh, where the truth fits in the lines in between the cracks. 
And that's exactly what we need. We need to open up the channels of free speech and let it flow, baby. Let it flow. All right, I'd like to leave you with a very special message. We're seven days out before the midterms. And I'm going to play this speech for you every single day until Election Day. I want you to listen to Ronald Reagan's speech talking about the importance of our freedoms and why it's important that we vote and why it's important that we understand how our founding fathers built this country. So let's listen to Ronald Reagan on his speech about America. The record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better read than dead, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is the meaning in the phrase of Barry Goldwater, peace through strength. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material computations. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. And he said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Okay, my friends, that's exactly what we need to hear from former President Ronald Reagan as we're seven days out to the midterm elections. And our responsibility as the ancestors of our forefathers to make sure that we get out and vote on November the 8th and you know what you need to do. Get all your friends together, and let's make it happen. All right, those are your top five headlines and Ronald Reagan's speech on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining me on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a wonderful rest of your day today. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 